I'm Zach Weiss, and you're listening to Across the Cavs on the Basketball Podcast Network. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. On Saturday, February 18th, we are approaching 1.30 p.m., and Kevin Love is no longer a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and oh, how sad this is. If you're telling me a couple of years ago that Kevin Love was gone, I might be smiling. Good riddance, so long, but now, and yeah, he's fell off this year. He hurt his thumb, tweaked his back. He's his first time scoring single digits in his career. He's averaging his lowest rebound total, his lowest assist total in five years, his lowest steals total ever, his lowest block total in, well, pretty much ever. His efficiency is really tailed off, 35.4% from three. His worst since the 12-13 season. I mean, there's really not much good that he was doing. He had a couple of good games early in the season, but when he wasn't making shots, that was it. So as soon as he got healthy, J.B. Bickerstaff pulled Kevin from the rotation. He was a DNPCD for the last nine games that's been inactive for the previous three. His last real relevant performance in a start against Chicago on New Year's Eve when he had 20 and 9. He had 12 and 17 the very next game against Chicago. And that was it. The good Kevin stopped. You know, he was never a better than a plus six after well, after December 21st and the surprise win against the Bucks. He had that game against the Knicks with eight threes. In all, he did have 18 games with multiple threes, but the issue became that he couldn't be relied on anymore. He had games in January, 0 for 6, 0 for 5, 0 for 4, 0 for 4 from downtown. His rebounding was tailing off. We know he can't really block a shot. And he wasn't doing much in the positive realm. He had 18 games, the negative plus minus. The Cavs, by the way, in Kevin's games, 24 and 17. We know the Cavs are sitting at 38 and 23. That means they're 14 and 6 when Kevin does not suit up. So his time had come. It's unfortunate, but his time had come. From the 30-plus point quarter at Portland to the NBA Finals and locking down Steph, to all of the big shots that he made, to all of the rebounds, to all of the touchdown passes, to the many memories that he had with the team in the locker room with Kyrie and LeBron after LeBron Sure, he was injured those first couple of years after LeBron James left and went to L.A., but Kevin Love, still considered a star at the time, signing a four-year extension with the Cavs after the other two stars he came with left pretty much said, hey, we might be okay. Maybe something special can happen in Cleveland. What we didn't know was that Kevin Love's on-court play would not be the biggest factor of that, but his leadership, his mental strength, overcoming a lot of internal adversity. You know, he dealt with a lot of mental health struggles. And it's and he wrote some great pieces, along with DeMar DeRozan for the Players' Tribune, voicing it. Seen some tweets from people in Cleveland who love helped through the same issues. Sometimes it's bigger than basketball. Kevin Love is a great ambassador to the city of Cleveland. We know what Larry Nance Jr. was doing for all the businesses during the pandemic. 
in supporting them. He left. Obviously, his impact was missed. He was a very solid player as well. Kevin Love meant so much to Cleveland. You know, he they would not win that title without him and his defense on Steph. If he hits that three, the game is tied. A game seven or that much noise in that environment after a shot like that, you always hear the phrase, the roof would have blown off this place had that shot gone in. Just imagine had that shot gone in from Steph. What happens? I mean, it was a runner-up for sixth man of the year last season. I think we got to give him some credits. A starter for most of his career after his second year. So a long time. That second year, but it was 09-10. For the better part of 11 seasons, Kevin Love started. Okay. He was an alpha option for many of them as well. So for these last two years, from to, to give up that starting role with no complaints and just do what the team needs. He was so solid last season. Only Tyler Hero was better off the bench. He shot at 39% from deep. He was reliable. He was a scoring threat. There were some days where he wasn't so great. There were also some days where he was. On New Year's Eve a year ago, it was an unfortunate loss for the Cavs against Atlanta. Kevin Love came off the bench and had 35-11-4. That was also a game because of injuries where Kevin Pangos was the starting point guard. So they can get some slack for that loss. He split the minutes with Brandon Goodwin, who very much hope he gets another chance. He had those types of moments a year ago. Kevin Lovis had a Hall of Fame career. He's won a title. He's played in three finals. Should have been four. Dang it, Kelly Olenek. You know, he had a 43-20 and 20 record in his playoff career in Cleveland, and that's how solid we were as an organization, getting to the finals each and every year. That they only lost eight of those games. Or rather, five of those games. The Cavs lost five total games with Kevin Love on the court in the playoffs against Eastern Conference foes. There were some that he missed. He had so much game. I mean, ain't it funny? The the one time he started an all-star game in Minnesota, the, and who won MVP of that game? Kyrie Irving. That became his new teammate for the next three seasons. And you look at his similarity scores for his career through 14 years. Very similar to that of Grant Hill, Sean Kemp, Paige Stoyakovic, Chris Mullen, Dennis Rodman. A lot of guys tail off in their later years. His win share numbers certainly have tailed off of late, just like Grant Hill did in, in Phoenix at the end and in L.A. Sean Kemp in the end, Dennis Rodman on those teams he wasn't doing much, and was it Dallas and L.A.? You're not going to be good your whole career. But Kevin Love can still make an impact. His thumb is hopefully just fine now. He's looking at Philly and at Miami. Wherever he goes, if we play him in the playoffs, I surely hope he misses every damn shot that he takes. But there are no hard feelings. It's a mutual decision. He wants to play. None of us really thought the buyout would happen. It's been rumored for a couple of seasons. The fact is they made it through the majority of that contract. Didn't have to move him. He was able to be effective. You see so many guys on bad contracts. It's not his when he when it was signed, I thought it was a good contract for that matter. But these contracts can't be moved. You get stuck with it. He worked his tail off these last two years to do whatever he could to make an impact. 
knowing he had to change for the first time in a long time from the player that he he was at the end of Minnesota in his first four years in Cleveland, even his first six, first two years in Cleveland, first three, sorry, his first three, he was still starting. So it's monumental that he can just, the guy of his magnitude and what he's capable of, sacrifice just for success and not complain, not behind the back, not behind the team's back, not to his agent, to nobody. And just have fun with the team, have fun playing a smaller role on a younger team. It speaks volumes to the culture of the organization. I've obviously made some claims about J.B. Bickerstaff. I should probably now go on the record and say I'm very wrong about thinking about a coaching change. If you stumble upon that episode now, after hearing this one, just know that that Zach was wrong. Like many a Cavs fan, I was frustrated by some poor late-game execution and losses and whatnot, but we've turned it around. I don't know how long he's going to be the coach of the Cavs or if he will be the one to get them all the way over the hump and into possibly the NBA Finals. But if he is, I would love that. If he's not, then he he set us up well. So I do trust in JB. Those are just some frustrating times. Decided to record an episode after some losses I didn't agree with and was unhappy with. So that is that. With that said, here's where we stand now. The Cavs are 38 and 23. They're fourth in the East. Kevin Love might join the Sixers, who are third, or the Heat, who are what, eighth? Should we play them in the playoffs? It's going to be fun to go against him. But at the end of the day, here's what matters Kevin Love came to Cleveland to tr- help try and be a piece in their title run. And boy, was he. Stayed for a long time, made some great friends and Cavs fans for life. I'll always be a Kevin Love fan. I had the Minnesota jersey. I've got a couple of Kevin Love Cavs shirts as well. If he ever comes out with a sneaker, I don't think I'll buy it. Or maybe I will. That's not the point. Point is, thank you, Kevin Love. You were fantastic here. We're not going to forget what you did. A true professional. A fantastic teammate and a big part of Believeland's 2016 improbable 3 1 finals comeback. For all that you did, we thank you for whatever comes next. Good luck to you. And on the day that number zero gets retired, let us all rejoice in that Kevin Love will be remembered as an NBA champion both as a player and as an NBA champion level of teammates. We will be back with more after a word from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. You know how I'm always thinking. Got to look at the Cavs. We've got the Pistons and Pelicans coming up over the next couple of days. So I'm always going to be looking. Cavs money line. Going to go under because of the impressive defense they've been playing this season. And I'll always go for Darius Garland assists. He's done a fantastic job facilitating this season. It's easy money. You know, 
I know. We all know. Easy money. So download the app now and sign up with code TDPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Zach Weiss with you on the latest edition of Across the Cast. Kevin Love tribute complete. We move on to All-Star Weekend. All-Star Friday night. Going on last night, The Miz made a game-tying half-court shot at the buzzer in the celebrity game, but unfortunately it came late. Even though it is a celebrity game, they still said no basket. How unfortunate. Might have been the greatest moment in celebrity game history if it had counted. My goodness. Didn't like the fact that we got to see DK Metcalf and Calvin Johnson play. Reminds me of the year LaDainian Tomlinson and Reggie Bush were going head-to-head. But come on, give the Miz the shot. That's baloney that it wasn't going to count. And in the Rising Stars Challenge, Evan Mobley's team, coached by Pau Gasol, winning the title. Or excuse me, they lost the title. You don't know why they lost the title? Because they didn't pass Evan the ball. And guess who he lost to? Scotty Barnes. Grr. Why? Why does everything have to be about Scotty Barnes? He's really not that bad of a player. The way we talk about him in Cleveland makes it seem like he stinks. No. We're not a fan. He stole the Rookie of the Year award right out from under Evan Mobley. His teammate keeps poking Darius Garland in the eye. And... Well, we owned them in the playoffs for a couple of years. The Raptors did win a title more recently, so I guess you have that. But Scotty Barnes is very reminiscent of an early career Ben Simmons. He can defend pretty well, but he's not the same level that, that Ben Simmons is at or was at defensively. He's not the passer Ben Simmons was. His jumper's kind of flat. But that would be the comparison of a guy that's offensive game is highly inconsistent. Evan Mobley's better. Please stop any conversations you have thinking otherwise. Can any non-Raptor fans sit, stare me in, in the eye and tell me that Scotty Barnes is better than Evan Mobley? Because if you can, respect. But also, you're probably lying. And you're probably a very good liar. And the people in your life should probably be worried when trusting their secrets to you. But anyway, I rest my case. Shout out Jose Alvarado. You were insane yesterday. Undrafted to Rising Stars Tournament MVP in your second season. Chris Paul wouldn't even say your name in the first round last year because of how frustrated you had him. So you love a success story like a Jose Alvarado from Queens, New York. What a player. I'm excited to see what the future holds and to see him in another playoff series in a couple of months. So the first event of the night is the skills challenge with the same format as last season. It's going to be Team Jazz against the Antetokounmpo's against three rookies. Although this could change. Who's going to partake? So the rookies are all the lottery picks. Paolo Boncaro. Can't wait to watch him again. Jaden Ivey. 
He's had a really quietly impressive season for the Pistons. And Jabari Smith Jr., who apparently was promised by the Thunder he would go number two. Uh, sorry that he didn't, honestly. I, I do feel pretty bad for the kid. Houston's draft picks over the last two years have been interesting. They left some very good players on the board to take Smith. He's been a bit of a bust so far. He's had some good games. Obviously, he's only a rookie, but he has to work on his efficiency. And last year, they took Jalen Green over Evan Mobley. So, might have messed that other one up. Imagine a Mobley-Shangoon front court over there. Although Evan Mobley might not be the same player he is in a different culture. It's all about situation. Hopefully, Houston turns it around, but they got a lot of work to do. Team Jazz is led by two of three former Cavs. Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and Colin Sexton, who just hurt his hamstring the other day, only played four minutes. So hopefully he's able to play. I'm not sure if he'll be able to. The Walker Kessler partook in the Rising Stars game last night. He was he got a huge ovation from his home fans. He's had a very solid season. There's a bad goaltending call yesterday, but it does appear that Sexton will play. So it's going to be Sexton, Clarkson, and Kessler. And then you got Alex Antetokounmpo of the Wisconsin Herd, Thanos Antetokounmpo, and Giannis. I'm going to take Team Jazz because you got the former Cavs. It's kind of funny. A lot of people don't show the same love to Jordan Clarkson that I have. Whatever. I'm a big fan, personally. He was good after LeBron left for that year and a half. He had some good moments and definitely mentored Colin into becoming the scorer that he did. I, I have no doubt about that. He's always been a good teammate. In Utah, early on in L.A., we don't know much about the, the Clarkson experience with LeBron where he really lost his minutes or what he could have been. I still think he's a great player. And he's a full-time starter for the first time in forever this year. So it's going to be a relay for round one this year, then passing and then shooting after that. So it's going to be one team at a time. And then you get the champion at the end, top two teams, the half-court shot, tiebreaker. Saw the Cavs win it a year ago. So I think Team Jazz in first, Team Rookies in second, the Antetokounmpo's. Giannis is nursing a bad wrist that he hurt literally two days ago. So I don't know how he's going to be able to shoot the basketball in this one or make his passes. He could dunk with his other hand, but we'll, I guess we'll see how he does. So let's go Team Jazz. And if you're looking for odds on the event, courtesy of DraftKings, Team Jazz are minus 120 as the favorites. The rookies are plus 140. Team Kumpo is plus 475. That's the skills challenge. Up next, the three-point shootout featuring 33.8% from downtown Julius Randle. Watching the Knicks, it seems like he makes more, but that percentage is abysmal. He should not be here. Okay. You got Dame Lillard leading the pack at plus 350. He's had an incredible season. Now that he's healthy once again, he's dealt with injuries the previous few years. Dame time is back. And if you watch the ad from Bleacher Report, he was called what, Hero Time. Damian Lillard was great. It was all parody, so it wasn't the real Damian Lillard, but it was great. Buddy Heald at plus 425. He's made the most threes ever in a season for Indiana. And we still have a couple of months left in the year. The Pacers have totally fallen off in the last two and a half months. 
Buddy Hill's three-point shooting has stayed the same. He's plus 425. Kevin Herter, plus 550. Red Velvet. Good to see a fellow redhead partaking this time. He's at plus 550. Having a great first year in Sacramento. Jason Tatum is another guy who, not the best three-point shooter in the world. He's only shooting 36% on the season. But he scores 31 points a game. He gets buckets from everyone. He's already made 1,000 in his career. He's also plus 550. I would not bet on Jason Tatum. Tyler Hero, plus 550. Got an earlier mention for beating out Kevin Love in the sixth man of the year voting last year. Now he's a starter again. Hero shooting 37% from deep. Second lowest in his four-year career. It's kind of crazy. This is only his fourth season. You know, he's only played in 220 games, but he's been very solid for Miami. He's 23, and he's showing some, some good things on the court. After Tyler Hero, we go to Tyrese Halliburton at plus 600. He shoots at 40% from deep. It's the lowest in his three-year career, which is very telling because he is a very good three-point shooter. He's averaging career highs in points, steals, and assists. He's just going to be such a good basketball player. He's already an all-star, too. And here's the guy I'm thinking about, Lowry Markinen. He is shooting 41% from downtown on the season. He was 36% last year, 40% in 2020, 36 the previous couple of years. He has been insane. He's also 51% from the field and 89% at the line. Seeing him in the all-star game is going to be such a good time. He's been awesome for Utah. And then we got Julius, 34% Randall. Uh, very surprised he got in, but those are your numbers, percentages. I'm going to take Buddy Heald at plus 425, and if I have to pick a second choice, it would be Larry Markin at plus 650. For a value bet, Larry Markin at plus one, you could do Larry Markin at plus 140 to make the final round, where the top three of the eight will qualify. So this uh, promises to be a great event. No question about it. Cannot wait for tonight. So that is that. So, so far, we got Team Jazz. And we got Buddy Heald. We got the Dunk Contest featuring the one-day Philadelphia 76er, Mac McClung at plus 125. Jericho Sims, the Knicks third-string center, who's been starting in the Austin to Mitchell Robinson at plus 240. The son of Kenyon Martin, KJ, at third, plus 250. And Trey Murphy, the third, at plus 330. Matt McClum's got some crazy hops. And I'm sure he wants to show folks he can do it. He's the first guy to ever not be on a roster to partake. The Sixers signed him. Don't see a roster spot staying there for him. It's a two-way contract, probably just for the contest. Jericho Sims, I really like his ability to jump and dunk. Most of his shot attempts are at the rim. He's an extremely high flyer, so it's going to be about creativity. Other than what we saw from Dwight Howard and Sean Kemp in recent seasons, it's been hard for the big men to really showcase their talent in this event. So we'll see what we get from Sims. KJ is a very tall, lengthy wing. He's thrown down some wild jams in his brief NBA career. He's asked for a trade from Houston twice. He's still there. How many times did Eric Gordon have to bring it up to get out of there? So someday, he's pretty young. He's a good player. I'm excited to watch him. And Trey Murphy's known for his threes. He's got some bounce, but he's not known for his dunking. So he might he could have used a better fourth candidate here, but I'm going to go Jericho Sims at plus 240. 
I like his ability to get off the ground. I see him dunk more than any of these guys in game. I'm sure he'll bring out Julius Randle. Maybe he'll get, I'm sure he'll get Jalen Brunson, some kind of teammate involvement. I don't know that we're going to get any extremely memorable dunks this year. Last year was incredibly weak. Cole Anthony with the Tims, the Tims. What the heck was that dog? What was that man? What are you doing? What? I still don't understand why he brought out the Tims or his dad's Nick jersey, which was cool. He was just dancing. Video was circulating on Twitter again yesterday. But, yeah, that's what I got for you tonight. And tomorrow, the all-star game itself. The rosters are not yet picked. I just can't wait to see Donovan Mitchell. It'll be very cool to see Donovan play with LeBron. To see Donovan, Kyrie, and LeBron would be awesome. But it's going to be a fun game. There's no doubt about it. Can't wait. No real predictions. I don't know who's playing where. But I guess if I had to make one, I would pick Team LeBron. We don't know how many more All-Star games he's really going to be able to play in. His numbers should stay up, but he's still earning the spot. Obviously, he's the most popular player in the league, but he's still earning it with his play. So for that reason, LeBron knows he's only got a few of these left. I'll go Team LeBron over Team Giannis. And that'll bring us to the end of today's podcast. Kevin Love will miss you so. For the Cavs' effort against Philadelphia on Wednesday, hell yeah, we were down 28, came all the way back, cut it to six. And then to four, almost two, but Evan Mobley missed his final attempt, unfortunately. You know, it, it happens. But Kevin Love, thank you for everything. And I'll close out with this. This is a tweet from Kevin Love earlier. He said, I'll have more to say soon, but I want to get this off my chest. To the people of Cleveland and all of Ohio, I love you and always will. Thank you for everything. More to come. Hashtag zero, zero. Kevin Love, you beast. We love you. Nothing going to change that. So I'll do it for this edition of Across the Cavs. I'm Zach Weiss, and we'll see you soon.